Today's episode is brought to you in IMAX 70 millimeter, which we're told is twice as much as 35 millimeter. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Which we're also told is equivalent to 6K resolution. All right. Okay. Nice. And if you do the math, that is six times 1080p resolution. Okay. Oh my God. Quality. Unprecedented. Detail. Detail. Yeah. But the reality is I'm still going to watch this on my Samsung smart fridge as the Lord (laughs) and Danny Villeneuve intended. Yeah. That three inch by five inch (laughs) screen looks great. (laughs) Mm. Why else do you buy a Samsung smart fridge other than to move all of your media needs to it? You just put everything on a Plex server, stream it to your Samsung smart (laughs) fridge, and then your drinks and your content. All in one location. Yeah. Convenience is king. Remember that time you were watching a movie you had to get up to go get your snacks? Oh, my. I don't because I have a Samsung smart fridge. (laughs) I was going to say, you know the right way. These other fucking losers out here (laughs) moving from their screen to their food. Ugh. Wow. Never. I could never. Welcome to Gamjabar, your guide to the iconic world of Dune. We'll be exploring the themes, philosophies, and characters found in the sandy depths of this vast universe, from Frank Herbert's groundbreaking novels to the adaptations on film and TV. My name is Leo. And my name's Abu. And today on the show, uh, folks, it's our final deep dive episode of the year. Oh, that's right. Wild. Another year in the books. Insane. Three years. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It has. So what we wanted to do today, we wanted to bring you a final distrans of the year, looking at the state of Dune, all of the things going on in the world of Dune. That's right. As we prepare ourselves to dive headfirst into 2024, like a big old old man of the desert, diving into those dunes, gobbling up those (laughs) humans. (laughs) Uh, That's our plan. That's our goal. That's our motto. That's right. That's our goal. So before we get into our final D strands of the year, a quick spoiler warning and some quick housekeeping up top. Today's episode will contain light spoilers for the first book and Denny Villeneuve's film because we're going to talk film news. We're going to talk about some things from the first book. So just to be absolutely safe, we recommend you've at least read the first book and watch Villeneuve's film. Indeed. And as always, we wanted to give a huge, huge shout out to our Quisats Hatterack level patron, uh, Case Aiken, for another year of just incredible, immeasurable generosity. Yeah, no weird thank you today. We just wanted to be genuine for a hot second for one time this year, Case. Uh, weird. Your generosity, your support has been incredible all throughout the year, and we couldn't make this show without your support, and of course, without the support of all of our patrons. Right. That is the main engine that drives this show. And every single person who has signed up for our Patreon this year helps make this show possible. So we genuinely thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, we don't take it for granted. And it's the sort of support that allows us to kind of confidently continue to invest as much as of ourselves as we can in this show. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you a million times. Thank you. Well, the game plan for today's episode, let's talk about it. It's going to be a quick one. It's going to be light and fun. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're going to cover the news and updates surrounding the upcoming film. Ever fucking heard of it? Dune uh-huh. Part 2 uh-huh. by Denny Villeneuve. 
and, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the TV show. Mm. Yay. And then the uh, games and the books. Right. Whoa. And then as uh, we wrap up, we'll share some final words before we end this episode and another year of Dune coverage. That's right. And before we dive into today's episode, let's take a quick breather. But don't go anywhere, folks. As always, we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed your break. Let's uh, let's start off. Let's talk about Dune Part 2. Because although we're in clearly the darkest timeline, we're, we're waiting fucking forever for this movie. That's right. The release date has actually moved up. Hello! Whoa! Good news. Finally, a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's just it's just two weeks. Mm-hmm. But hey, we'll take it. Happily. We'll take it. The new date for Dune Part 2 by Denis Villeneuve is March 1st, 2024. Hell yeah. Okay. It's going to be great. And I think as of this episode coming out, that means we have only 84 days. Wow. Until the movie comes out. Feels like far away. Right. When you put it that way. Yeah. Double digits, dude. 84. That's crazy. That's so close. That's so close. And look, time flies and it'll be here before we know it. I can't wait. Yeah. And I can't wait for my tater tots and I can't wait for my nachos. As an (laughs) aside, what's your go-to movie snack? Are you a nachos person or just popcorn? I do unbuttered popcorn and like red vines. Okay. Because I like like to bite off the ends of the red vine and you make a straw out of it. Yeah. And then it gets really inedible, like really hard and... (laughs) And then I feel like I'm an old pilgrim, gnawing on some beef jerky that I've aged for six months because that was the last time I saw a cow. (laughs) Wow. Your movie-going adventures are much more intense than mine are. (laughs) We're roughing it. I'm just like, my my cozy nachos and my cozy drink and my cozy, you know, I bring a little fucking blanket and I'm like, all right, I'm settled in. Yeah, I bring a hunting knife, (laughs) fur-lined boots for my inedible red vine yeah, snack yeah, yeah. Well, okay we'll, we'll we'll be bringing two different <laughs> types of energy to the theater on march 1st 2024 yeah. when we go see dune part two by denny villeneuve i cannot wait indeed now speaking of the film if you didn't know on sunday december 3rd at brazil's ccxp 2023 denny villeneuve showed the first 10 minutes of the movie Whoa, cool. Exclusively to people who went to that convention. This, of course, generated a bunch of hype all across the Dune fandom, across Dune Twitter on Reddit. And we do want to touch on it briefly. But that having been said, we are not going to talk about what is being said out there about these first 10 minutes, because we believe there is some magic to seeing it for the first time yourself and enjoying it on March 1st, as intended on your Samsung Smart Fridge TV. (laughs) Yeah. So we are going to skip the sort of like beat by beat summary that people have talked about out there. Right. If you simply go search for it, I can guarantee you'll find it. People are explaining what's in those first 10 minutes of the film. Right. Like all in all, Denis, as part of this reveal of this 10 minutes, and then also some later scenes that are in the movie, He confirmed that attendees of CCXP 2023 were the first outside of the studio to see this footage at all. Wow. Which is really cool. Wow. And again, we're not talking specifics. Uh, I will say I I kind of very intentionally lightly read it with the intention of forgetting everything that I read. Yeah. Mostly keeping an eye out for like, is there anything that's crazy and paradigm shifting that's going to cause me to worry or be extra hyped? Right. 
There wasn't. There wasn't. It seems great. And everyone seems very excited. And I think we are just every shade of excited ourselves. Absolutely. To, uh, to see it and to see these scenes and to see everything. And then there was, following the reveal, I think it was following, there was a panel with the young stars, with Chalamet, yeah. with Zendaya, with Florence, with Austin, uh, Butler. <laughs> so it's clear that following, I think November 9th was when the uh, SAG-AFTRA strike officially ended. It's clear that the studio is like full throttle pushing to get the hype building again. Yeah. Look at all the hot young people in our movie. Good right. Lord, they're all so hot. Right, look, so we lined young. them up for you. We literally lined <laughs> them up. Did you see someone like threw a shrimp or something at yeah. them? Yeah, somebody threw something hit at... Hit Irulan. Um, hit yes. hit uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah, I mean, people are fucking crazy out there. It's ridiculous. You went You went to this convention to what? Be ratchet and throw shrimp around? Yeah. Like, chill the Who fuck out. Who does that? Yeah, for real, not worth anything in the world. Don't fucking like harass people. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, this is a thing artists deal with all the time, right? On stage, yeah. like Taylor Swift, like people are throwing fucking water bottles at them. It's insane. It's it, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I will say the Dune lore nerd in me was like, this is better than in one of those cut chapters from Dune when someone throws a hunter seeker at one of the characters. And I was like, <laughs> it is weird. It is weird how similar a shrimp is to a small bug assassin uh -huh. robot. Uh -huh. Just <laughs> I, two like unfortunate little like neurons clicked in my head and I was like, right. oh, there was like a tiny lore. bit of electricity between those neurons and you were like, ooh. <gasps> There's a lore thing here. It's like, no, poor Florence. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, don't be on. assholes, people. All right, another quick bit of Dune Part 2 news. We're going to stay on topic for now. Yeah, It's been revealed that Dune Part 2 will be released in IMAX 70 millimeter for you film buffs out there. Right. I think Oppenheimer is being credited with sort of starting this trend. Christopher Nolan released his film in IMAX 70 millimeter, and a lot of people went and saw it. And so now other films are trying to emulate a little bit of this as well. Yeah, I had to... I'm not a film buff. I know some of the stuff, but very yeah. little of the camera technology and the types of film. It's all very complicated, too, because literally it's like 70 millimeters is actually 65 millimeters, and then 5 millimeters is added for audio and all that shit. Like, mm -hmm. I got down some weird rabbit holes yeah. trying to understand what this meant. Basically, scienceandmediamuseum.org.uk <laughs> came in clutch with a pretty solid <laughs> explanation. They said, with 70 millimeter recording when you record on 70 millimeter film right you get a bigger brighter and more detailed and vivid picture and then they shared and this is really what helped me kind of contextualize what we're talking about mm -hmm. while 35 millimeter is approximately equivalent to something like a digital 5k or 6k resolution right right very crispy very nice looks great yeah 70 millimeter film is Closer to 16 or 18K resolution. There you go. Which is fucking crazy. <laughs> how good something looks is a measurement of how big the screen is compared yep. to the resolution of the media, right? So, right? so you need that higher resolution on a giant screen for it to look immersive. And sure enough, the I saw Oppenheimer in one of the only 30 theaters in the world that has the 70 millimeter yeah. thing, right? Right. And actually, that's a great point. This is so high resolution and requires such 
specific types of projectors and screens and technology to portray it correctly, that there are actually only 30 theaters in the entire world yeah, yeah. that can show true IMAX 70 millimeter films. And 19 of those are in the States. A large number of those 19 are in California, understandably. Yeah. And the one in New York is the AMC Lincoln Square 13 Theater. So yeah. personally, that's where I'm going to be trying to snag a <laughs> ticket to go see this in IMAX 70 millimeter. 100%. And that's where I saw Oppenheimer the day before it left IMAX. And nice. I, I'll say I settled for some less than ideal seats. I was in like the third row. But I'm also happy to report if you are going to the AMC Lincoln 13 Center or most of these massive, massive screen theaters the closest seats are still like 20 feet from the screen because of the way that the screen is set up in the stadium seating. Yeah. Yeah. So the third row was actually fine. It was a little closer than I wanted, but was actually a pretty good viewing experience. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So for, for any of you who want to see it in all of its 70 millimeter glory, uh, make sure to look up those theaters that have that proper full IMAX screen mm -hmm. and then of course there's going to be like a standard screen experience which is also probably going to be fucking awesome yeah, so totally no, uh no shame if you're watching on your samsung smart fridge right and the minute they announce that dune part two will be screened at the sphere in las vegas i'm <laughs> oh booking a, i'm booking a flight to las vegas my god and i'm gonna go see it on that fucking globe screen thing whatever <laughs> whatever they're calling it yeah you get to watch uh, one field of vision of the movie at a time. You can't even <laughs> see the whole fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And as an aside, very quickly, I know a lot of our patrons in Discord have been talking about group meetups when the film yeah. comes out to go see it together. Yeah. I think you and I are sort of loosely planning to do that. We uh -huh. haven't locked down any dates and details yet, but we will hopefully be planning some sort of New York meetup for Gamtar yeah, listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. and Dune fans to come and uh, see the film with us. So keep an eye out for that as well on uh, on our Patreon. Our first couple of days of the movie being out are going to be crazy. Yeah, we're, we're going to like, see the movie and yeah. record and all that. <laughs> but like once the sort of craze dies down, scheduling yeah, a viewing yeah. and then like going to a pub after and just like hanging out. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. That would be a ton of fun. TBD well, on those plans, but we're hoping yeah. to do that. Stay tuned in the Discord. We got that meetup channel. Very yeah. Useful. Now, in kind of more broadly about the cast of part two and, of course, part one, the SAG strike was resolved on November 9th. Right. So we are back to seeing some press stuff from these actors. That's right. And specifically, delighted to have gotten a couple more SNL hostings. Yeah. Both Timothy Chalamet and Jason Momoa hosted on November 11th and 18th, respectively. This is what I'm talking about. Two days after the SAG strike, they're like, fucking get him out there. Book him, you book know, him, like, book him. Go, Somebody go. call us. You know, the, the, Insane. the PR person has like two phones on each ear. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, November, November 11th, November Also 18th. on a FaceTime. He's also like <laughs> Morse coding with his feet, you know, <laughs> just trying his best. Yeah, they're out here promoting this movie. They are. And I got to say, I haven't seen Jason Momoa's episode yet, but I've seen some sketches, mostly because I would see clips on TikTok and then I would go to YouTube to watch the full things. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet as the Troy Savon sleep demon. <laughs> and then Timothy Chalamet as the despondent businessman about to jump off the building who 
is like, let me play you my music and then oh plays God, the music and everyone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's croaky and weird. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we should just leave. No one saw us try to stop him, right? Yeah. So excellent. Uh, made me chuckle. Really wonderful to see these actors kind of having fun and uh, and everything. Yeah, I wa- I also only watched the Timothy Chalamet episode. I didn't watch the Jason Momoa one yet. And I enjoyed it. I mean, it's SNL, so it's hit and miss. Some of the sketches were like super bland and you're just uh, zoning out. But then I, I agree, the Troy Savant sleep demon one was really funny. And it's always fun to see Timmy be silly. Yeah, totally. I will say, related to Dune, he did crack a joke about Dune Part 2's length in his opening monologue. Oh, wow. he was making he was making a joke about like, oh, movies are long, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget to take a bathroom break before my next two films, Willy Wonka and Dune Part 2. So take that as you will. Obviously <laughs> yeah. not a confirmation of any sorts of the film's length, but there was a Dune joke in his monologue and that was appreciated. Of course. Yeah. And then very quickly on the topic of Dune Part 1, mm-hmm. in case you haven't watched it yet what are you doing why do you listen to us and you haven't watched the movie yet uh it is now available for streaming on netflix in addition to max so it's very accessible it's on the major streaming platforms right and a uh, a reminder that we actually did a watch along commentary episode which is uh now That's even right. easier to enjoy because naturally the video is much easier to find so if you're going to rewatch. The film leading up to part two, and you haven't checked it out already, it was very fun to record. And then it was nice to see people say it was fun to have us basically just talking through the movie, making yeah. stupid jokes or, you know, calling out the umbrella and uh, and spitting on the desk and those right. leather gloves around my throat. I don't know why I keep thinking about that. But <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Duke Leto. Oh, Duke Leto. Yeah. So definitely uh, watch Dune part one wherever you can stream it or get her on Blu-ray, uh, I certainly will be watching the first movie a couple of times before Dune Part 2. Yeah, same. Just in preparation, just for the hype, just for the fun of it. Okay, so let's take a quick breather here now that we have blasted through some news about the upcoming Danny Villeneuve blockbuster. But don't go anywhere, because after a quick break, we're going to talk about this very troubled Dune Sisterhood HBO <laughs> TV show. Yeah, And then we're going to talk about some of the Dune video game and book news as well. Right. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed your break. Yeah, let's let's talk about Dune Sisterhood, formerly right. known as... Formerly, the, yeah. The, the TV show formerly known as... <laughs> yeah, touching briefly, really briefly, on the fraught development of this show... Uh, production finally realized their mistake, folks. They they fixed it all. They fixed everything, uh huh, top to bottom. Oh yeah, the squeaky wheel, well oiled. Now, yeah, talk to me. They realized all of our trepidation, all of our misgivings were based yep. on the title, Sis- mm. Dune Sisterhood. Boo, okay. boring. <laughs> so they've renamed the show Dune Prophecy. Hmm. Okay. Aren't you immediately excited to see it now? <laughs> yes. Yes. My hype is through the proverbial roof. I can't uh, contain my <laughs> excitement. I'm just oh. bouncing off the... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's the latest news about 
this like very troubled show. We've talked in previous D Strands episodes about like director changes, actors leaving, schedules being a mess. The strike hasn't necessarily affected this production because a lot of the actors are UK based equity actors. So a strike based in the US didn't really halt this production. Yeah. But like whatever, this production has been stop and go for years now because of creative differences and showrunners leaving and going, directors leaving and going. So who knows what's going to happen? We are told that the show is still slated for a fall 2024 release. Yeah. Which, again, I'm I'm no professional filmmaker. I'm no TV executive. I don't know how these things work. But feels a little ambitious to me to be like, yeah, we'll have this whole thing done in a year. Yeah, that feels fast. It feels, feels fast, fast for something that's going to be high quality. Uh, mm. <laughs> hmm. I can imagine them putting something out that that's like slapped together. Sure. Sure. But something that's like crafted with that sort of like excellent attention to detail. I feel like that's fast. So yeah. yeah, I will say I'm really hoping the shift of the name, you know, there was Dune Sisterhood is, is one of Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson's books. And it's not yes. great. It's not egregious, but it's not, it's not great. It's not a right. good book. So I, I was kind of hopeful that shifting it away from that maybe means that whatever new director they have and whatever, whatever the production team is, they've decided to take some more liberties and like make it a little bit more uh, its own thing, which could be a good yeah. thing if, yeah. if the uh, source material was already not that great. So I was a little bit hopeful for that. But I think although hashtag more Dune is good Dune, it is. it's yeah. kind of hard to get excited about this. <laughs> I will take more Dune. But we'll see if this is good, dude. You know, that's kind of where I'm falling at the moment. Of course, I'll watch it, but we'll see. Right. I'm not at this point. I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I am just cautious. But we'll have to see. Perhaps fall 2024. My gut tells me it's going to be a 2025 thing. Okay, let's move on from the Dune Prophecy show. I almost said Dune Sisterhood out of habit. Let's move on from the HBO show and talk about the world of Dune video games, because there are a couple of news tidbits to cover here. To begin with, the 4X strategy game Dune Spice Wars that we have talked about on this podcast before, and we actually spoke with Shiro Games, the developers themselves, so go check out that episode. Yeah. That game is now out on Xbox and is available on Game Pass. So if you are a Game Pass subscriber like myself, you can just go and download this immediately and play it, which is very neat. I did go and download and play it a little bit on my Xbox, and the game translates quite well to the controller. I think they did a decent job with that. I didn't feel annoyed trying to play just a match of it. Yeah. Although I will say, and this is just a preference thing, but I do love a good strategy game. I mostly love them on my computer with a mouse and keyboard, just because a lot of strategy games can evolve into a lot of clicking, dragging, moving around, hitting your hotkeys on your keyboard. And with a controller, that becomes a little slower and a little clunkier. Still doable, still enjoyable, but I personally prefer things to be a little faster paced on on my pc so whenever i play something like dune spice wars or stellaris or crusader oh, kings yeah. any of those big strategy games i prefer to do it on a computer but for folks who want to check out this game and have an xbox and have game pass yeah you can now do so yeah very exciting and again we've both enjoyed it varying degrees i went back and played a little bit i got my ass handed to me multiple yeah. times yeah it's really fucking hard and right. 
hard sometimes to know kind of how effectively you were doing things until it's too late. And you're like, oh, hmm. Yes, I I think they have increased some of the challenge. And the updates are still rolling out. They did a big overhaul of how the lance rod works just a week Mm. ago, I think, maybe two weeks ago. Wow. So the game is evolving as well. So they're they're continuing to uh, support it and update it, which is exciting to see. That's good. I mean, they we we saw them do their 1.0 release, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is sometimes like a cool. Now we can make money on it, and we're right. going to go off and do something else. Yeah, <laughs> like we're so done. to see them still engaged with it and still improving, it's really really wonderful. And yeah, continues to affirm what I think we discovered in talking to them. Like they have some real passion for Dune and passion for making a good game as part of this. It's not just a movie tie-in cash grab. It's really cool. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We recommend checking it out for sure. And then a little bit of news on Dune Awakening. Hello. Hey, MMORPG. Uh, If you signed up to be like a beta tester, open beta tester, you probably got this email. This was sent out on some point. It was November 14th that they sent out an email to people who had signed up. Yeah. And the email basically had you go through an additional form, just explaining a little bit of your experience as a gamer, like what you typically play, how often you play, your age, demographic, things like that. Right. They are going to be doing a closed beta of their MMORPG under strict NDA. So we shouldn't expect to see anything talked about regarding this beta. Right. Clearly just trying to get a sense of player feedback and then implement that feedback before they're subject to like ratings and reviews because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again like it is kind of a shitty world that you live in where you show someone early footage of your game and people go this is terrible forever and you're like fuck Ooh. off like it's not done yet yeah what are you talking about so anyway if you are interested in applying to their closed beta i think it's still open i'm not 100 percent sure check out their website it's the uh yeah funcom's dune awakening website if you look for it you'll find it yeah so we're not going to hear anything probably about like what that looks like but of course i think we're all in our community and in our amongst us we're all hoping quietly that we get selected could be fun could be cool it could be fun yeah i'm looking forward to hearing more about that game as well yeah okay we got to talk about toys next (laughs) yeah because there is a 1300 plus piece lego ornithopter that is nearly out in the world leo it's hot you looks can pre-order so it now, yeah. and it ships February 2024, and it looks so fucking good. You can you can look at pictures of it on Lego's website, where you can also pre-order it for a lot of money. But it looks spectacular. I'm not a Lego person. I didn't grow up with Legos and stuff. Yeah. But even I am looking at this thing being like, I can do it. I can build yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I want to build this, and then I want to put it in my office. You know? Like, it's beautiful. So here's the thing. I played with Lego, but I never did like the big sets. I have a couple of friends who've done the like Harry Potter castle set Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. things like that. And what they did was they would like buy it used from like whatever eBay or whatever. Yeah. They would assemble it, enjoy having it assembled for a little bit and then disassemble it, put it back in its baggies and then resell it for like $30 less. And they just did that. And it was great. Amazing. Wow. Because also like as a couple activity, it's kind of fun to like put it together and it's building and it's like you're working with your hands you're getting away from screens for a bit you know yeah i'm like that's fucking cool i've always liked that as an idea so to have a dune themed ornithopter yes uh, i am so fucking stoked and we're still figuring some stuff out but i mean i'll say we got an email from lego pretty recently uh 
So there might be an episode down the road. Yep. About the ornithopter. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. TBD. Yeah. Yeah, TBD. Just a, just a little tease. Just a little tease. I mean, again, end of the year. A little treat. A little treat for you listening. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I do also want to call out that yep. the Lego ornithopter set, I believe, comes with little like people Legos of like yeah. Paul Atreides or whatever. Yeah. And the Baron. <laughs> the Baron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Baron Lego is like so tall. It's that it's like they captured the moment from the first movie where he's floating up, where he's like, my Arrakis, my, Arrakis, my dude. My dude. Like, they took that moment where, with the long-ass <laughs> robe that he has, yeah. and they turned it into the most comical Lego piece of like this tall <laughs> Baron. <laughs> yeah, he's permanently really like 17 feet tall. Yeah, yeah. check it's, that out on the Lego website because it's hilarious. <laughs> I looked at it and burst out laughing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, very, very exciting to see and uh, stay tuned. We might have some more content on the Lego Ornithopter soon. That's true. At the very least, I'll, when I'm putting mine together, I'll take pictures and yeah, talk about yeah, it on yeah. Discord and Patreon and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. One more thing we want to talk about today, and this is news in the book world. In October, the Folio Society announced and released their collector's edition of Dune Messiah. They already have a collector's edition of Dune, by the way, so it seems like they're working through the series. Yeah. Dune Messiah is now out, and it is absolutely stunning. Like, yeah. I stopped in my tracks yeah. when I saw this That's and unreal. fell down a rabbit hole on the Folio Society website because they've done a lot of other books. Like, their whole yeah. shtick is they work with incredible artists and they create these beautiful, frankly, like art pieces. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, they're it's the books you can like technically read it but there's this gorgeous art all throughout the covers are custom made it's beautiful it is truly a collector's item and it's priced as a collector's item as well it's a whopping 110 dollars us yep for this uh folio society copy of dune messiah but again this is not one you're picking up to uh read in bed and throw in your bag on the subway this is one that's going to go on your bookshelf and look beautiful. Yeah. And I'll also say, I, I also went down a rabbit hole of like looking at their other books and like yeah. the things they have to offer. Yeah. The like thousand dollar Lord of the Rings books. I want it. And like, it's, it's <laughs> hot. It's hot. It is hot. But I was like kind of counting my blessings that I care mostly about Dune and the two Dune books together are like, if you bought them together, it would be around like 200, 250, something like that. Mm -hmm. At least it's not a thousand, you know? Yeah. I mean, by the time we get to Chapter House, won't it add up to a thousand? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You know. But if you know, you spread that out, it's like a payment plan, you know? You're just yeah. over six years, you're like, it's a payment plan for the books. You're fine. Yeah. It's good. Can I get interest-free financing on my collectible purchasing? Right. Right. I need to take out a mortgage just to fucking buy all of the Dune collectibles I want to own. Yeah, true. Totally. Yeah. So we highly recommend you check out the Folio Society. They have some beautiful work on there, even if you're not interested in the Dune Messiah copy. Like we said, beautiful Lord of the Rings and a lot of other books that so are, are they're, so. <laughs> they're genuine works of art and yeah, they they're, yeah, yeah. they're collector's items and I want them all. They're beautiful. Yeah. Same. And with that, that's our episode. Wow. And that's our year. I mean, there is one more book club episode, <laughs> but <laughs> regarding deep dives, regarding these kind of, single topic episodes that's yeah. 2023 we're wrapped up for the year and look before we let you go 
we do want to wish everyone out there a safe, relaxing, rejuvenating holiday season and end of year. Yeah. Hopefully this time is full of all of the things that you love and none of the things that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we hope that you spend it with uh, loved ones and family and and take the time to really unwind and enjoy. We certainly will. <laughs> Indeed. And, you know, if you're celebrating, if you're celebrating Hanukkah that's coming up, if you're celebrating Christmas, if you're celebrating uh, Kwanzaa toward the end of the end of the month, or if you're just kind of enjoying the, uh, I mean, I, again, I also say like, oh, it's cold outside and you're enjoying like a cup of hot cocoa. And that's yeah. excluding Southern Hemisphere friends who are like, finally, it's fucking summer. And it's like, oh, that's true. it's still so hard for me to wrap my head around that. But Regardless, <laughs> I think I, you know, I was raised Buddhist, and and I think you kind of can't escape the sort of holiday branding of this time of year, and so within that sort of inevitable wrapping, I hope yeah. you have a really wonderful couple of months. And, and yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And look, if you're a longtime listener, we are so grateful that you have chosen to yeah, spend another year totally. with us. Again, like we said, year three. It feels wild to say that, but we've been at this for three years now. And we are so grateful that you have been with us on this journey. If you're a new listener who just hopped on the bandwagon, welcome. <laughs> yeah. We're so excited that you're here. We hoped you packed your frame kit because <laughs> we promise this is going to be a long and wild journey. We're only getting started. Dune has grabbed the zeitgeist and pop culture by the balls. <laughs> and it's squeezing. It's squeeze. <laughs> So it's it's never been a better time to be a Dune fan. We welcome <laughs> you. We're excited you're here. And we can't f wait for what's to come. We also, I, I said it at the top, but like we really don't take any of it for granted. This is the time of like Spotify wrapped and stuff like that. And I we've seen some people share pictures of like Gamjabar is their number one podcast that they listen to. Yeah, which and still that feels staggering like, yeah that, is, <laughs> that still feels unreal like i'm just like this can't be real <laughs> i mean i remember you and i talking about like just you know on patreon have a patreon having like 20 patrons we're like yeah yeah we were like high five let's go we let's did it go! you know uh, maybe yeah. one day we'll have 50 <laughs> like it's you know we we do it because we love it um and we try to make it as high quality as possible and of it's course. all it's all for the love of dune it's all for the love of the fandom and it's the fact that it's heard by people and appreciated means the world so thank you everybody and yeah thank you for listening i mean i i like that in the script here you say uh see y'all in the future and you put the apostrophe in the wrong place so it's yah and then apostrophe ll which <laughs> just makes me wonder what is the apostrophe standing for you? <laughs> wow google docs even tried to correct me with the little squiggly line and you went no and I'm i right. went no i'm committing <laughs> committing i'm committing to, to this apostrophe fuck you google docs <laughs> <laughs> well hey we will see yah all uh in uh in 2024 See y'all <laughs> in 2024, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. We're also on TikTok at Gomchbar Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, whoever controls the podcast controls the universe. We'll see you on the golden path.